Hi there and welcome. This is Amanda, the founder of Astrology Hub, and you're listening to our week ahead snapshot with world-class astrologer, historian, and author of the Cosmic Calendar, Christopher Renstrom. This show is designed to give you a quick overview of the week ahead, enabling you the gift of choice in how you navigate and weave these energies into your daily life. Enjoy. Hello, my name is Christopher Renstrom, and I'm your weekly horoscope columnist here on Astrology Hub. And this week, I wanted to talk to you about the Mars-Pluto sextile that will be taking place in the zodiac signs of Scorpio and Capricorn. Now, sextiles, to me, are the great underrated aspects in astrology. A lot of focus and time goes towards great conjunctions and fiery squares, polar oppositions, and grand trines emerging as a triangle in the heavens above. And so, in essence, the lowly sextile doesn't really get as much press. It's kind of like, oh, this planet's sextiling this, but, you know, it's really heading towards this square, and let's take a look at that, you know. But the fact of the matter is, sextiles are the aspects that allow the planets to get along on a regular basis. Planets can have very, very strong personalities, okay? Mars can be incredibly aggressive, Venus inviting, Mercury chatty, and Jupiter rather global in the way that it talks about things and its philosophy and beliefs and assumptions that it will make about itself and other people. Now, a sextile describes that period of time when a planet and another planet are traveling through signs that are of the same gender. Now, using gender in astrology nowadays is kind of like mm, people are divided about what they really think about that. Uh, some people feel like it really sort of sets up a sort of gender bias as far as the uh, signs are concerned. But what's interesting about the argument of gender and signs in astrology is that it actually, at least since the writings of Ptolemy, um, talked about planets changing their gender as they moved from zodiac sign to zodiac sign. In other words, Mars, which is a planet that we all uh, sort of often associate to masculinity, you know, is very masculine and male when it's in the zodiac sign of Aries. However, Mars in Taurus is not, okay? It takes on a more, what would be called a feminine quality. Now, as I said, these terms a lot of astrologers are playing with nowadays. Uh, sometimes they'll refer to the different gendered signs as night and day signs, uh, signs that are, that, that are associated with the day and zodiac signs that are associated with the night. Uh, they might use passive and aggressive, yin and yang, you know, other ways of showing those same sort of personalities, but without the gender labels. Like for instance, um, Aries might be regarded as a yang sign. Okay, it's very outward uh, in, in the way that it approaches something, very directed that it approaches something, and it can be very aggressive. Whereas Taurus would be considered a yin sign. It's more receptive. It, it, it follows its own inner timing about how it wants to do things, and it's not going to be pushed around if it doesn't feel like it wants to be. Subsequently, uh, Gemini, which follows in the order, is uh, yang again, and cancer is yin. So if you will permit me just for the point, uh, for the sake of illustrating these points, I would like to sort of 
go back to the masculine and the feminine ideas of, of the sextile. In fact, when um, I teach it in class, I sort of refer to these as same-sex relationships. In other words, the masculine signs, which are uh, fire and air uh, signs, sharing the same uh, uh, gender, uh, really get each other. And the feminine signs, which are the earth and water signs, also get each other. How do they get each other? Well, for instance, uh, you pour water on earth to make something grow, or uh, air pick up and moves through the burning flames of the fire and makes a fire expand and grow in all sorts of directions. That might not have been the best example, um, given all the forest fires that we've had to deal with lately, but it's probably something that's been on my mind since this is something that we all had to deal with here where I live uh, over, over the summer. In other words, a sextile will take planets that are traveling through signs and essentially tie them together. Okay, it's almost like interweaving the energies. So where Mars and Saturn might be a bit hostile towards one another or, or, or difficult to please, they become much more agreeable when they're when they are in signs that sextile each other. For instance, um, Saturn in Aries might be a little bit of a difficult burden to bear, but that burden lightens up when when Mars is moving through Gemini. It sort of uh, it sort of takes the best qualities of Saturn in Aries and 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 augments them. It makes them uh, it, it makes them more self-improving or more self-improvisational than um, than Saturn in Aries by itself would would be. So this could this is seen as a benevolent or a good thing. So the difference between a sextile and a trine, basically in terms of character, is that the planets in sextile to each other are actively helping each other to achieve a goal. Okay, they're working towards a mutual interest. In a trine, it's more um, facilitating and supportive. Uh, you know, trying is kind of like uh, one planet says to the other, like, I really get you. I really get you. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah, I'm down with that. Mm, down with that. You know, and it's kind of like, great, they're down with it. But what do they actually produce or do? Okay. But in a sextile, it's like, wow, that's a great idea. You think so? Yeah, I think it's a really good idea. I was thinking that, but I wasn't quite sure about how to implement it. I've got some ideas. You do have some ideas about how to implement my idea. Yeah. All you have to do is do this one step followed by this next step, by followed by this third step and you're in, you're good. I never thought of it that way. That's what friends are for. Okay. So that's what happens when two planets are sextiling each other. They're actively intertwining their energies and working towards one another's mutual benefit. Okay. This is something which uh, over the years I've come to really appreciate and respect uh, about a sextile and how I've seen them activated in many areas of someone's chart, either natally or by transit. So let's go ahead and talk about this um, Mars-Pluto sextile that's taking place with uh, Mars and Scorpio and Pluto and Capricorn. Now, what's interesting or fascinating about this actually is that um, Mars is the ruler of Scorpio, so it's in its own sign. And if you're working with modern rulerships, okay, then you're going to understand that um, Pluto is the co-ruler of the zodiac sign of, of Scorpio. Basically, Mars and Pluto have joint custody uh, over the zodiac sign of Scorpio. So you've got Mars in its own sign, Scorpio, and then you have Pluto in Capricorn. Pluto doesn't rule sign, okay? Or Pluto rules the sign, it co-rules the sign, which is, which, is, which is Scorpio. But it's in the zodiac sign 
of Capricorn. So what this is talking about is a sextiling or a supportive energy that's going on between these two planets that naturally get each other because of their joint custody uh, ownership over the zodiac sign of Scorpio. With this kind of a sextile, it takes place roughly once every two years, and it has been taking place uh, since about the year uh, 2009, when, uh, when, when Pluto formally really uh, entered the zodiac sign of Capricorn. And so what you have going on with these two planets is an unfolding of energies, okay? Um, and, and I really want to underscore that word, unfolding of energies. Um, with Mars, we, we, we associate Mars a lot with gumption and drive, you know, like I want something and I'm going to go after that and I'm going to make it happen, Arr, you know, so Mars goes out there and, and, and makes it happen. It rushes relentlessly uh, towards what it wants with the aim of conquering it. Pluto works in a very different way. Okay, we've talked about Pluto on, on some of these podcasts before, um, and, and I liken Pluto to what Dane Rudyard, the astrologer Dane Rudyard, uh, described as the seed self, okay? And, and, and that, that's not necessarily, uh, the seed self isn't something that you necessarily recognize about yourself or you say, oh, you know, these are qualities that I'm very proud of and I'm very happy with. And, you know, that the, uh, those are sun sign qualities. You know, those are qualities that you recognize and you see and you identify with and, and, and feel pretty good about or feel, feel pretty proud of. Um, Pluto rules over a part of you which is an integral part of who you are. It's felt on a guttural level. And like a seed, it's planted down in the center of your being. And this is the part of you that is constantly growing, okay? It's, 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 it's sprouting, it's sending, sending out, it's, it's building its root system, and it is pushing its way up like a seed to the soil where, where it will grow and it will thrive. It's so so basically what we're talking about with this link between between the sextile between Mars and Pluto is that um, it's triggering Pluto energy in your life right now. So it's it's triggering the sense of yourself that you have on a very deep and guttural level that isn't easy to explain. You might not even have tried to explain it to other people. Um, it's not easy to explain or articulate or describe, but it's what you feel about yourself to be true in your gut. You know that this is, this is who you are. Now, just to sort of um, isolate this here and, and, and to really sort of focus on, on what I'm talking about, Pluto doesn't rule over your aspirations, okay? Uh, Pluto isn't like, you know, I aspire to be this in life, or I aspire to achieve a certain lifestyle or get somewhere. No, Pluto doesn't rule over your aspirations and Pluto doesn't even really rule over your ambitions. That's more sort of given to Mars, nor does Pluto rule over your wishful thinking, you know, or the way that you hope that things could turn out or wish um, would, would turn out or, or, or as, a, uh, as, as the aristocratic lady says in, in um, Pride and Prejudice, I too should have been a great proficient if only I had played when she's talking about this kind of wistful career as a pianist. So, so, so it's not your aspirations. It's not your wishful thinking. It is what is unfolding in your life. Okay. Now there's this continual sense of unfolding in your life or, or developments unfolding in your life when we were talking about Pluto, but when it sextiles a planet like 
like Mars. And when it's really focused on that sort of Scorpio uh, Capricorn interchange or interplay, what we're talking about is a very long development. Okay, so what we're talking about is this feeling that right now things are coming together for you um, in a way that, you know, over the years, maybe you've worked for um, or you've been very focused on um, and you very much wanted wanted to achieve. But before, uh, but perhaps um, circumstances weren't aligned in such a way before. Maybe maybe you got part of what it was, or or the circumstances weren't right, or things kind of collapsed or fell apart or something like that. And and instead of you stopping or failing, you sort of like went back to in this kind of under the ground development phase. All right. Um, so so when I'm talking about this sextile, which is taking place this week. I'm talking about those developments in your life that have been going on for at least a year, okay, through through this year. And, and you may have felt like, you know, the time is coming for something, okay? But it's not, as I said, wishful thinking, like the time's coming when I'm finally going to write that novel, or the time's coming when I'm finally going to run for president, or, or a journey to the moon. No, it's not like that. The time is coming for this to emerge in my life. Okay. And it's something that you're going to feel on a very deep level. Okay. So it's guttural in the, in, in the sense. Um, but it's also something that you're going to recognize in the circumstances around your life. Okay. Maybe an opportunity has, has shown up. It invites you or selects you or, or, or chooses you to participate. And you say yes to this. Uh, maybe you've reached a point where you're ready to go to the next level or the next step in a relationship or a situation in your life. There, there shouldn't be anything that's um, stressful in the sense of like, I'm making myself go for this. It's not like that. And, and it should be something which is uh, hopeful in like, you know, I'm hopeful that I'm going to change my life overnight by doing this. No, no, it's not like that. What this is, is that it's coming organically out of who you are. And what you're going to have a very strong sense of is it's time has come. You know, you'll be saying to yourself very secretly and very privately, very personally, it's time has come. Now, we can all feel this at different times in our life. And, 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 and we reach a point where we know that we're going to be taking this next, next step forward. And that's usually when our mind will say ourselves with, oh, you're foolish to think this, the, this thing, or this could never possibly happen, or, you know, don't want it too much because, because then you'll be bitter about it when you fail, you know, or when it doesn't come through. So, so what you want to do with that, those voices in your head is actually not listen to them. Uh, actually, not listen to them. Put them to one side and just follow what you're feeling in your gut because your gut is true. And it's more than just a gut feeling. What you're also going to notice is that there is an alignment of circumstances. So a lot of these breakthroughs in life happen as a result of luck. You know, we think of, oh, I was in the right place, the right time. And luckily this worked out, or it's the result of determination. I worked very hard for this to happen or whatever. So, so what we have here is an element of luck. 
okay? And it is an element of determination, but what's weaving them together in this sextile sort of uh, energy way is circumstances are aligning, okay? The circumstances are aligning in such a way that you can exercise your talent. Circumstances are aligning in such a way that you can make this decision and there's not going to be anything working against you. Circumstances are aligning in such a way that you feel the support of the universe or the people in your life or the, for, the invisible forces that at work that are actually supporting you in moving you down the road. And so actually the big thing that you're going to be feeling is this kind of like, okay, the time is right for this to come together. And you may also be struck by a sense of like, what I'm leaving behind, you know, that, that, um, you know, uh, am I leaving behind something that was comfortable? Am I leaving behind something that was familiar? Am I leaving behind something that was safe? Okay. So basically I want you to sort of, uh, I don't know if you remembered learning how to swim when you were a kid or something like that, but I want you to think of this uh, Mars Pluto sextile as sort of like the swim coach who reached out to you as you were a kid and said, okay, come on, let's come on into the pool. And you're like uncertain, but like, okay, okay, I will. So, so this energy is actually really calling forth a part of you that, that that's always been there that you know was there. You weren't always sure if the time or the circumstances were right, but what the Mars and Pluto sextile is telling you this week is that it is, that the time and circumstances is right, and it's time for you to take that big step that you've been wanting to take forward into the next stage of your life. Hey there, it's Amanda here, the founder of Astrology Hub, and I'd like to invite you to join me and 12 top astrologers for our sixth annual free 2022 forecast panel event happening this December 8th and 9th. And with the USA's Pluto return, the nodal access shift, the Jupiter-Neptune conjunction in Pisces, and some other really key transits happening next year, it would be ideal to get the astrological weather forecast early so you can be prepared for what's ahead. You'll hear expert astrological insights from astrologers like Achuta Bhava, Adam Summer, Stormy Grace, Gary Caton, Michael Bryan, Christopher Renstrom, Jen Zart, and more. The event is free and will be taking place on December 8th and 9th, 2021. If you can't join us live or for the full event, make sure you register so we know to send you the limited time recordings. To reserve your spot, register today at astrologyhub.com slash forecast panel. We hope to see you there.